everyone welcome to the first edition of the over the bar podcast where you're going to have a Tottenham fan in Billy and a West Ham fan in me Henry talking about football as we've done for many years since school in the right Bill that's right yeah it's always that debate between especially when the teams were a lot closer back in the day you know we, we wasn't the team we was then West Ham weren't the team they are now but yeah it's always interesting to to talk about these topics and yeah I'm sure we've got some great stuff lined up for everyone to be honest, I remember that that uh, science lesson where we got in quite a lot of trouble for talking about football and you turned it into a science, scientific, uh, can I put it, explanation to get away with it. That was, that was quite cool. But yeah, so on the topic of the uh, agenda today for the podcast, we've got, should the ESL teams be punished? Uh, the EFL Cup game, Tottenham's next manager, I think that's a sore subject for you, and the top four. So, yeah, let's start off, Bill. What do you think about the ESL then? Honestly, I think it was just a, a whole big, like, to do about nothing. I think the big European clubs wanted to keep the Champions League party to themselves. You've seen it over the years with things like financial fair play, trying to keep the smaller teams where they are, uh, and then, you know, keeping the places for those bigger clubs. And I think what we've seen this season, especially with the Premier League, is that you've got contenders coming in, like you've got Leicester that could make the top four this year. You've got West Ham that could, you know, realistically do it too. And I think, you know, the, the bigger, the so-called big six were scared. So you've got Arsenal that are nowhere near the top four, not going to finish top four this season. They'll be lucky if they finish in the Europa League. Um, yeah, and you've got Tottenham as well. You know, we're not, we, we'd be lucky if we finish in the top four the way we're going at the moment. So, yeah, I, I do think we're seeing it across Europe too. You know, like you look at the, you look at Serie A table and Juventus are not dominating anymore. You know, they're third, so they probably will get Champions League space. But yeah, and I think this is why you've seen clubs like Bayern and PSG reject it because they knew their the Champions League spaces are, you know, they're secure. Whereas the English clubs are frightened and they need the revenue, mm. especially clubs like Tottenham. We've just built a new stadium. We've got to pay that debt off somehow. And we have to be in the Champions League for it. <laughs> I was going to say to you was Tottenham being in the ESL in the first place as a top club is a joke. And I know you're a Tottenham fan, but it, it makes no sense to me because you look at it over the years and history and everything, right? That's how Arsenal got in through their history. Because if you look over the last 10 years, they've done nothing anyway. So how can they be in it? Then you look at Tottenham. What's the last thing they won? Wasn't it the Worthington Cup back in the day, like when they played Leicester in the final? Yeah, no, I think was, I think we beat Chelsea a few years in the in the. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Woodgate in it with the together. Yeah, with yeah, the header. Yeah, yeah. and I, yeah, I remember. I remember watching that game and thinking, yeah, that was the last thing we won. It's good, good long time ago. I think what they've done is they they've taken the top the top six earning clubs in the Premier League in terms of like what they're actually worth financially, yeah. rather than I like, just I just. Yeah, I just don't think Tottenham, personally, I don't think if they were going to do this, I don't think Tottenham and Arsenal should have been in it. I don't care that they've got big stadiums, they've got money. To me, if you're going to do a, a, a ESL, the Super League, it has to be based on the previous years. Because if you go back 10, 15 years, Man City won't be in it. Yeah, if you're true. Basing it. See, it was exactly what you said. It was about them just trying to get money and get like reassurances that they're going to get this every year and that was the annoying thing for me because it for for someone from a West Ham's fan point of view if we got top four and they were like yeah you know what we're not going to do it we're not going to we're not we're not going to let you have you know top four because we're going to do this ESL so now Champions League comes crap 
so you can play in that little tournament. Or they say, you know what, we're going to do it in a few years. And this was my point that I made was they're going to make this thing in a few years' time. But what about right now? They're still wanting to be in the Champions League now. They're still wanting to qualify right now. But why is that? Why was that fair? So that's why I'm glad they all collapsed. Well, they're saying it's collapsed. They're still saying that it's going to happen. But yeah, I, I, I think know. if they, if they want to like completely get rid of it in the future, they need to give the bigger leagues more Champions League spaces. So if you take England, we've got three and then a qualifying place. If you gave us six places, that no one would no one would want to join this Super League because you're guaranteed yeah. six clubs would get it. I mean, I'm not saying that Tottenham or Arsenal or Chelsea would get it every year, but it, it keeps them happy to a point. And you've got to think about it like, you can see why Bayern rejected it. Bayern, because they know they're getting in the Champions League. There's no point for the Super League for them because they're, they're always going to finish in their top three, top four. So. But th- this is my point. This is my point. Why, why should they be allowed, going on to what we were going to talk about, should they be punished? This is why I believe they should be. Because how can you put some, like, just... <laughs> take your balls out basically and say this is what I'm going to do and I don't give a crap what you think we're doing it because we want to make sure that we're in this competition to make money that to me that's it's not right and they should be punished and I think very harshly I've kind of changed my opinion in the last couple of days I was originally thinking they should be deducted points and all this thing but now I'm starting to feel like well if you deduct some points you're not really punishing the owners you're punishing the fans of the clubs that didn't want it in the first place. And you also are punishing the teams, the players that have stepped up and said they don't want it either. So it's a hard one, really. I don't know. Yeah, I think, think the only the only thing you can do, I think, but again, with the owners, it won't hurt them, is, is punish them financially. But the owners have deep pockets, so you're going to have to give, you know, huge fines and then they'll take them to, like, the European Court for sport, for arbitration. And, like, it will just go on and on and on. And I think... As a Tottenham fan, I, I didn't like this Super League idea. I, I think, it, why? I, to be honest, it would be great like for the first couple of weeks when you're seeing Real Madrid, Barcelona, Real Madrid, Bayern every week. But after a little while, I think the novelty would wear off, and the, the sort of the special like European nights, as they call them, they wouldn't exist anymore because they're every week. It's like you know, what's the point? Like you know, you kind of you know, as a, as a player, you want to play in the Champions League because you get to play against the best teams, and if you're doing it week in week out, it kind of it loses that appeal. To me, anyway, I think yeah. obviously it would make a lot of money TV wise, and there was like talks of like three point five billion for each club and all this stuff. But mm. I think for the fans, it's, it doesn't work. I think it works for the neutral fans, so the fans overseas, they they love to see like Liverpool, Barcelona every week. But yeah, because they don't, in. they don't see it, they don't see it regularly. You know, they yeah. they they're watching like for us, we like watching uh, Burnley playing Man United. Remember when they came up for the first time and you had Blake. Banging in that half folly in top corner against Man United all them years ago. I mean, it was quality. You, yeah. We like seeing things like that. Or even going down to the to when you watch the EFL. I think it was Bristol City when they went on that amazing run. And I, I can't remember the team they knocked out, but they knocked out a top six, so-called top six team. And the scenes that you saw on the TV, you're going to take that away. That 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 to me is the problem. If you take that away, you ruin the English game. So they definitely have to be punished. I mean. I think personally, UEFA should ban them from European football for for a year or so, because it will say, "Well, you didn't want the competition anyway, so you're going to be banned." But they ain't going to have the balls to do that because they know they'll think, "Oh, but they're just going to run away again if we do that." But I think ultimately they're going to do it anyway, one day anyway. So, 
Yeah, I mean, I hope not. But yeah, if you ban them from European football, then it just kind of pushes them even further towards um, towards like creating the Super League. And I think, if, like I said, if you give them more guaranteed Champions League places, and I know it's not fair on the smaller European leagues, but to be honest, like, do you want to see Ludogorets in the Champions League? Like, do you watch Ludogorets versus Basel or something? Like, it's not. I can see why. It's, like I mean, for their fans, they they you yeah. Know. But Ludogorets are. I like Ludogorets. They've got a, they're a good team. Yeah, no, it's just an example. Like, it's a small <laughs> European league, and you think, like, for their fans, obviously. Or, or look, look, a motive Yeah, or you know, CSK Moscow or someone. Like, I get it. For their fans, it's a big night when Real Madrid or someone comes to town as well. So, you're sort of you're punishing them too. But I don't know. I, I, I don't know what the solution is. If I'm honest, it's it's a tough one because obviously you want the best teams to be in the competition, but it shouldn't just be because. They're you know the twelve most you know yeah. valued clubs in Europe. It should be it should be the best. And I think what they wanted was a change to the Champions League and the way that it works currently, um, mm. which they, which they're going to get. It looks like they're going to go to this like league system. Yeah, which... that's just for real. mate. If West Ham got Champions League football at any point and they changed it to that new system, I'd be gutted because there's no way in a league system we could sneak out of a group. You know, we could have like a, a miniature mini run and we could sneak out a group and get to like the knockout stages. And that would be amazing. But we'd never get out of a group, uh, of a, a league table. That's just, it's just ridiculous. And that's what they're not thinking about. They're thinking about too much about these really big bollocks, no offence. But they're thinking about all these people that, you know, how do we appease them? How do we appease we, No. Like, yeah, you bring in money, you, you bring in sponsorships. But the big the game's not just about the top six, and I, I keep saying the so-called top six because I don't think Tottenham's a top six club. I still don't. What have they done in the last so many? It, the the best you've done was losing the league title to Leicester. That's still a tough one. I, that was the one season if we were ever going to win it, and I'm, I'm quite a or pessimistic fan. Well, Champions yeah, we, league final. As soon as Harry Kane started that final, I knew we'd lost because he, he as much as I love Pochettino as manager. That was the one. That was the biggest mistake he made: is starting an unfit Kane when Lucas Moura was in form. Mm. And I, I think Liverpool in that game were there for the taking. They were tired. They got they got a, they got a penalty. It was a penalty in the first few minutes. It, it is what it is, uh, and that that changed the game. But I think if if we had had Lucas on from the start and then Kane maybe for the last fifteen minutes, it could have been a different game. But you know you can't go back in time and time travel. So yeah, no. But speaking about teams there for the taking I think Man City were there for the taking yesterday in the EFL Cup final so let's move on to that topic how did you see the, did you feel the game yesterday did you watch it yeah I mean I saw it like I was babysitting at the time and I knew I already knew we was going to lose to be honest with you 1-0 was you know they won the game they I think they deserved to win the game like we played well like given given the team we were up against and how serious they take the Carabao Cup. But we were never going to win that game. It didn't matter who we had in charge. We could have had Ryan Mason, Jose Mourinho, Ancelotti, Maurizio Sarri, whoever you want. We still lose the game. To be honest with you, I slightly disagree with that. The reason why I disagree with that is because Jose Mourinho has built his career on one-off games, one-off cup finals. You look at you look at what he's done in the league over the years on the one-off games. You know, where Liverpool were going for the Premier League, he took Chelsea to Anfield. And he he put the Mourinho masterclass and he got Chelsea to win. All right, Gerard slipped, but I think there was already one nil down at the time, weren't they, when he slipped or something like that? Exactly. Mourinho, you know, he, he's known to do it. 
And I think like the, the fact that they sacked him a few days before, it is horrendous. I think he could have got you to win. I'm happy. I'm happy that they sacked him because I knew you weren't going to win the cup then. And that was for a West Ham fan. That was brilliant because, you know, them seeing yesterday, seeing Song crying. And I was like, I was sitting there watching it and I was like, show Harry Kane on the screen. Show Harry Kane. And they wouldn't show him. And then they showed him picking up his, his runner-up medal. And I was like, yes, brilliant. And then I saw, I saw a video today and it was Harry Kane three years ago. It's absolute priceless. I think I sent it to you. He was like... Yeah. If we don't, um, if uh, you know, I want to win all the trophies. I want to win the Premier League. I want to win the Champions League. I want to win the FA Cup. And if in the next three years I've not won anything, I'll be disappointed. Three years are up, mate. You've not won anything. Yeah, I know. And I'm going to go against probably every other Tottenham fan, but I, I want him gone. Like, I, I, he, just, <laughs> he just reminds me so much of prime Alan Shearer at Newcastle. And like, you know, Shiro went to his home, his hometown club, you know, he'd won the Premier League with Blackburn and rejected Man United and all of that kind of stuff. But he had a lot of control at the club. And I think Kane's the same. He's got a lot of control over the dressing room, over the club, the owners. And I think the money that we would get for him, even in a COVID world, we could rebuild the squad. And I think it's great that strikers are greedy and have an ego. But I think in his case, it's too much. Like we've seen it twice already. World Cup semi-final. All we had to do was pass the Sterling. 2-0, different game. We could have been in the final. We probably still would have lost to France. Would have hurt more. But we got to the final, right? Champions League final. His ego took over. He's got a start. Did nothing in the game. We lost. And he he has carried us. At the, you know, he has carried us for the last few years. And if he wants to go on to win trophies, then yeah, sell him to Man City. Let him go. Because like, you know, fair play to him wants to win. He's not going to win the Premier League at Tottenham. He might win an FA Cup. He might win a League Cup, maybe. Who knows? Reach but... Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not it's not nailed on. Like if he goes to City or you know even Chelsea, like oh, you know I wouldn't want him to go to oh, Chelsea. Mate, if he if he if he fucking goes Chelsea, I swear <laughs> to God, if he goes Chelsea, that'll be like World War Three or over again. Yeah, like, I know. I mean, I want him to go there, but he's got more of a chance at Chelsea, Man United, Man City winning the trophy mate, than he has. At I Tottenham. think the best thing for him it'll be to go if he was to leave, it'll go Man City because mm. if he goes Man City, he's got Bruno, Mares, Foden. He's gonna get forty goals a season, and yeah. that's not even a joke. That's seriousness. Like, I, I think Harry Kane's a great player. I think he's the best striker England's had since Shearer, and he need in selfishly he needs to leave Tottenham because he's only got four or five seasons left to win things because he's gonna yeah. start deteriorating. You look at Aguero. Aguero is thirty four, isn't he? Yeah, he's got. He's out this season. He's gone. And, he, and Man City are getting rid of him. But you could say Aguero's still got another three years in him. It's just probably because of his injuries that Man City are thinking he's not going to be able to do it anymore. But yeah, personally for me, I think I think that game yesterday, I was watching it on and off. And from what I saw, it looked like Tottenham had no plan. They had no, mm-hmm. what are we going to do? You know, yeah. I, I couldn't even believe Kane started because of the injury that he had. It was as if like, no, I'm going to start. I'm yeah. starting. It's fine. And I, I even thought to myself, like, has he had that football manager? Has he had an injection in his leg and getting him through the game? And I'm just thinking, what the hell? And then they don't start Bow. And Bow scored that goal the other day. Yeah, this is my point. This is my whole point about Kane. It's his, he, it's his ego that takes over and he sort of rules the roost. And I'm not saying if we started Bow yesterday, we would have won because I, I still don't think we would have done. But he has too much power in the dressing room. And I think because, you know, we've got a, a manager who's 28 years old, 29 years old, whatever he is. I mean, 
why appoint Ryan Mason in the first place? I don't know. The man's got no. Because he's, he's he's Harry Kane's best friend. So yeah, that, in yeah. a way, it makes sense what you're saying because in a way, Ryan Mason's name has been put on it, but mm-hmm. Harry Kane's the one that's making the decisions. Yeah. Do you know and what I mean? I I think it, for me, where Mourinho went wrong and what got him the sack was selling Christian Eriksen. I think you can forget yeah. about players like Deli Ali. Deli Ali's like he's a bit like Lingard. He's hit and miss. Like you know, he'll blow hot and cold. Mate, Deli Ali's overrated. Yeah, he is. He is. Let's let's be like he's overrated. He he. Je- he Jesse Lingard. He uh, we can get we can get onto Jesse Lingard another time, but yeah, and I, I just think like selling Ericsson, and I said it before. I said like when we sold Ericsson for like pittance to Inter Milan, I was like, there's no creativity in the team. Like you're looking mm. at players in our midfield. Who have we got? Sissoko, Winks, and Don Bele. They're basic. Like Sissoko, like he's all right. He's not bad. I mean, he's got he's got some promise, but he's not Ericsson. Like Harry Winks is not Christian Ericsson. Like there isn't anyone no, in there. Tom that, Mate, no. But there's not in I, there. I, I, but it, listen, what it came down to is the fact that Ericsson saw the writing was on the wall and he was like, you know what, I need to leave. I need to leave Tottenham because I'm getting older and I'm doing more for Denmark than I am in my club career. And like that, that's the truth of it. And yeah. Denmark are not doing anything. So, I mean, it, again, he left probably to win trophies. So he's going to win Serie A this season. I don't know how much he's played for Inter, but he's going to win Serie A this yeah. season. So he's won a league title that's not, not the Dutch league title. And yeah, I mean, I don't blame him for leaving, but I think mm. we should have replaced him. And I think the writing was on the wall for Mourinho then because there was no plan B. There's no, he, his way is very much like counter attacking football and all that. And that's great. But we don't we don't really have the pace. We've got Lucas Moura, okay, he's quick. Everyone else is average. Wait, we with Son, the way the way you started the season, the way that you mm-hmm. annihilated Man United, yeah. I was worried. Like literally, I thought Tottenham might win the league. Because the way that Son and Kane just had this, you know, telepathical I know where he's going to be. He's going to, and it had the signs of what champions in the past had. And I thought, you know, Mourinho's rolling back the years here. He's found his team. But the problem was, as I and, and I think you're a Tottenham fan, you'll know the ends of that more. I think it was player power took over because you know Mourinho does his normal thing where he he loses a couple of games, but instead of taking the blame, he blames the players, and the players revolt. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not Mourinho's outdated now. So like his way of getting the best out of the players was to blame them so you get a performance out of them. But I think people have said it before. People are built different these days. They can't take criticism the same way someone did 10, 15 years ago. You know, they, they sort of like down tools and like, okay, I'm getting like 50, 60 grand a week. The manager will be gone in a couple of years anyway. Like, you know, does it matter if I play, you know, why, why should I do a job for him? Even with all of the stuff that he's won. And, you know, the start that we had, you think, okay, now we're actually starting to show, the team is starting to show their promise. Mm. Yeah, it just fell apart again for those reasons. Mourinho blaming the players, negative football, uh, no yeah. plan B, you know, injuries to Son and Kane. And then, yeah, it all falls apart and we are where we are. Well, that is it. At the same time, you've got freaking um, Bow sitting on the bench. I mean, you look at them, them there's a period of time where Bow was just on fire and then he yeah. dropped him all of a sudden. It was just like, oh. Bow's going to go back to playing golf. That's yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, that's completely it. And I think when we signed Bow on loan at the start of the season, I thought, OK, now we're being serious. Like, you know, we're bringing him, him back to the club. You know, we're making good signings. It seems to all make sense. Like, we've got a manager who's won things. You know, I'm not the biggest fan of Mourinho, but, you know, he's he's been successful wherever he's been at. 
Like, you know, he's, he won trophies at United and people say he didn't do much there, but he won trophies and he finished second with that United team that he had then. And I mean, we've seen how, how poor some of those players were now. And I, I genuinely thought that we had a chance of winning something. For me, I thought we would have won or got, you know, would have gone close to the Europa League. And then when we got smashed by, you know, Dynamo Zagreb, that was that was when they that that for me that was when Jose was the Ryan was on the wall. You know how good they are from all the years of a football manager, you know. So yeah, no, they're a good team. They got good young players. Like they got players like Orsic, Maya. But we 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 were a better team than them. But. You know, that was, was that was going in. You you went into that game thinking ties up, ties done. Yep. Let's just go coast this. We're into the next round. We'll get some other team. You know, let's. It's a foregone conclusion. Let's just do this. That's it. And once again, I ca- I can't lie. When when I was watching it live, I was happy as hell. But <laughs> you know, it is what it is. I've to be honest with you, I've never really been one of these like typical West Ham fans that hate Tottenham. Mm. But for some reason this year, I think it's Son. Now, Son's an amazing player. Uh, you know, I think I think he's an amazing player. But I just can't stand him for some reason. Just the way he runs around the pitch, the way, like, that Man United game the other week where he got a little in the face and he went down like he was a sack of potatoes. And then it was, uh, I just, anyway. It was like Rivaldo, like Rivaldo at the 2002 World Cup. Yeah, he Yeah. I was laughable, wasn't it? But, yeah, I mean... Thinking about like our next manager as well, I mean, there isn't much out there. Like they're talking about Maurizio Sarri, and then you think, do I really no. want Sarri bought Tottenham? Do we want another top like a Chelsea reject manager? That's the one I've heard of. I've heard I've heard big I've heard rumors that he's that they want him basically. Because the other guy, I can't think of his name, but he's going by Munich. Oh, Nagelsmann, Julian Nagelsmann. Yeah. Yeah, the Leipzig manager. He's going by Munich. I don't rate him either. Like He's a Bayern Munich are going to be paying Bayern Munich apparently according to Sky Sports News they're paying 25 million to get yeah. the manager that what the hell what is going on I mean that's another video in itself money and football but 25 million for a manager Jesus <laughs> it's crazy God. money it's crazy money but yeah he's, he's a young talented coach like he's done well at Leipzig not really won anything but again Bayern are strong in that league so yeah he'll go there he'll win everything with Bayern he might not win the Champions League but he'll win the domestic I'll throw this one out here how would you feel if Tottenham got David Moyes? <laughs> no chance. I would not like that. I'd rather take Mourinho back. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Like, listen, when West Ham got Moyes at the beginning, I was like, oh, not Moyes again, fuck's sake. But you, know, you can't, when he gets the right team with the right players, this is what he can do. I mean, but, you can't uh, argue with his, with his signings, like Sufal, Suchek, like small money. Well, you can go away, you're not getting any of them. I know Tottenham are already <laughs> sniffing around Suchek. They can go do one. Yeah, do you know what we do? One of the... We Sorry, do what? need a right back, so I'd rather take Sufal. Because our yeah, right back... He's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. No. He only, just but... signed, he only signed in January. Leave him alone. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a good player. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know about Sorry. Like, it's going to be... He'll buy Jorginho. We'll have, like, you know, mm. the, the slow pace midfield. He's got about 15 yeah, but I think he's I think he's all right. He'll suit Tottenham, Jorginho. Yeah, but he's just like a... A better version of Harry Winks, isn't he? Really, like they don't do much. Harry Winks is shit, mate. Honestly, I, I, Harry Winks is dog. I'm sorry. He, he's he's just enough. The fact that he was in the England team up until like this season was a joke, an absolute joke. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't rate him either. Even as a Spurs fan, I know he's come through the academy and all that stuff and all that good things, but he's not good enough. And I think as a club, we're not 
like, okay, yeah, you want to bring the youngsters through, and that was Potocino's philosophy, bring them through, get them hungry, win things. Okay, we didn't win nothing. But I think he's he's got in that team because he's been in that team. And I think because because he's in the team and he plays consistently, I don't think Daniel Levy thinks that we need a new midfielder when we need mm-hmm. like a massive overhaul. That's a whole that could be a whole new podcast, Tottenham's overhaul. That would be a great one. Yeah. But yeah. Reinvest in Harry Kane's money. Can Tottenham do it right this time? That's it. So, yeah. You yeah, have to I mean, sign yeah. Bow on loan to replace Bow that you sold years ago. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's so much to talk about there. But manager-wise, if it, if it is sorry, like you just, I think we just have to accept it. But if it was me personally, I'd rather have someone like Ralph Hasenhutl or Graham Potter. I know oh, that. Yeah, I don't know about Potter, but yeah, yeah, Hasenhutl, yeah, he, mate, he will be sick because you see Southampton at times. I know they've lost nine nil twice. Yeah, but I think that's just the quality of player. But yeah, I reckon for Tottenham, and I, I hate to say it, but him and Walpras, you bring them both in, yeah, mate, you're gold. Because I think Walpras is extremely underrated. Mm. He's, you know, obviously his set pieces are amazing. If you do keep Kane, is another guy that can get loads of assists from him. Crazy, but it's whether or not you can actually do it. Because I don't know, will he will he leave Southampton? I don't know. It depends. I think he'll go to a Champions League team if he wants to leave. Because yeah, I mean, I mean, Man City could buy him. United could buy him. He's he's a quality player, but I think they might want too much for him. They might price him out of the market. I think. Yeah, but if you get their manager, that's what I'm saying. If you get their manager, he might start thinking more. What's going on here? No, you know yeah. what football's like. Like you look at Dimitri Payet all them years ago. I'm leaving. I'm not playing anymore. And it changed everything. It went from we're not selling him. To taking a, redu- a reduced price. That's it. Yeah, I mean, anything can happen. We, we've seen it before, like Mourinho coming to Tottenham. Who would have thought 10 years ago that Mourinho would go to Tottenham, you know? So, you ne- I mean, you never know. But, yeah, I think Hassan Hootle for me or Graham Potter, like, I know Brighton are not the best team, but they play good football. And I think, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't care what football Tottenham play. If they win every week, if they win 1-0, it's fine, which is why I accepted Mourinho. But he wasn't doing that in the end. And I think, yeah, obviously, like I said, he had to go. And then, yeah, we need a new manager now. And it's permanently, even if Ryan Mason would have won yesterday, there's no way they could have given the job because he's not he's yeah. not qualified in the slightest. We need we need someone that's handled big players. And he, yeah. even someone yeah. like Brendan Rodgers. Brendan Rodgers, like, that's done a great shout. job at that's Leicester. Don't see him leaving Leicester, though. That's a good shout. The only way I think you get Brendan Rodgers is if Leicester don't get top four and you'll get top four. And I don't see you getting top four. No. So... Got to be realistic it's, it's, it's one of them things. I think your best, your best shout you made was the Southampton manager. I think that's the best one for you because yeah, he's not too. someone that's going to cost a lot of money, like compensation wise. And yeah, I think I think I think he'll suit Tottenham. You might yeah. have to suffer a couple of nine nils here and there, but that's all good. <laughs> as long as it's not against West Ham, it's fine. <laughs> I don't mind getting fucked nine nil by Man City. Mate, you already been. Listen, West Ham gave you the perfect opportunity early on in the season. We let you go three new up, and in the eighty something minute, we we're like, you know what? Nah, we had enough of this, and we just banging three goals within like nine minutes. You know? As soon as soon as that goal went in, <laughs> as soon as the first one went in, I was like, yep, it's free, free. Like I knew, I knew it. Like I, you got, and then I come in, I put something out to the bin. It was free too. I come back in, and it was free, free. I was like, oh, I knew it. Mate, like, I, I, knew I was, it. I was at work, and I was on my phone, and literally. I looked at the score and it's like 3-0. I'm just like, oh, for God's sake. And then I was like, that's done. 
I look back at my phone 10 minutes later, it's free, free finished. I'm like, what the hell has gone on here? And then yeah. I'm getting text messages. It's just, it's the, it's the crazy scenes. I'm like, damn, why am I at work? <laughs> uh, it is what it is. But yeah, yeah. so, so you're going for the Southampton manager. Yeah, if I had to pick one for me, it has to be Hassan Hubel. I think he's done a great job at Southampton. He plays good football. He's almost like a B-Tech version of Jurgen Klopp, but he's, yeah. he'll do. So, yeah, I'd take that. What about the, what about the Wolves manager? Uh, Wolves? Oh, yeah, Nuno. I don't know. I mean, he's only got one way of playing. He likes, you know, five at the back, five, three, two, like, or five, three, you know, one. Well, Mate, you think about it. If you bring him in, you get that super agent. You get all these Portuguese players coming in as well. Yeah, but no, I just, Fabio, uh, Fabio Silva. I mean, he's a good remember, player. I mean, he's a wonder mate, kid. He's, so. he's, he's sick. He's sick. Honestly, he's gonna be. If he stays in a prem, he's gonna be Premier League legend tier in the future. That's how highly I rate him. Yeah, no, he's he's but a top player, and they've got Neves as well as another good player goes under the radar. But no, I you know, for me. Yeah. I'm not a fan. He's done. He's done great at Wolves. Like I can't argue. Yeah, mate, it's your club. I mean, I would be happy if you got like Steve Bruce. <laughs> take Steve Bruce. Take Steve Bruce. They'll do me fine. Bring Alan Kirby out of retirement. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Pardew. Give Chris Powell a job. Give Chris Powell a job. He'll do good. Oh my god. Actually, probably would do good. Chris Hutton. You can have one of them. He'll be oh right. Oh god, no, no, no. They were talking about him years ago. I remember when he was like doing well. I think it was for Birmingham at the time. And they were like, oh yeah, you know, he could be a potential Tottenham manager. I was like, oh god, no, 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 no. no. Mm. I know he's a legend. I tell you what, a name just popped in my head. And like you can't say no to it because okay. he should be able to keep you up next year. <laughs> <laughs> not Sam Allardyce. Oh god, <laughs> it could be worse. I mean, we could get Sean Dyche. I mean, why not? Why am I not oh, going all out? <laughs> yeah, to be fair, I I think he's underrated as a manager. Yeah, no, to be what, fair, what, he, what is what he's done at Burnley with all that tight money nonsense is crazy. No, he's done an amazing job at Burnley. I hope you don't do well. I hope you don't do well next week because you know West Ham need the win. And segueing off of that. We can talk about the top four. So yeah, yeah, I'd have, yeah. Going into the top four race, I think obviously Man City's nailed on; they'll win the league. And then you've got Man United; they're definitely going to finish top four. So I think it for me it leaves two spaces. I think Chelsea will occupy one, and then I think Leicester will sneak it. Like I think they'll finish fourth. Yeah, I mean it all depends on tonight's game, which kicks off as we're recording in ten minutes. If if Leicester, which they should beat Palace tonight, I think mm-hmm. Leicester have got one. Yeah, and it all it, it then depends on Chelsea because Chelsea have got Arsenal and Man City still to pay. Now I know Arsenal are poor most times, but you never know. I mean, me personally, obviously I want West Ham to get top four, but I think we've blown that. I think yeah. we blew it against Newcastle last week. Yeah. But I had us to lose that game because I've gone through all the games and like we can get three points here, did it so I had us losing Newcastle and losing Chelsea mm-hmm. but I've had us I think winning every other game and drawing against Everton and I've, I I can't remember how it works out because I've been doing it so many times but I think I said we can get like 15 points out of the remaining games I think now we've only got five games so it's going to make it harder to get 15 points but we're on 55 points because of the injuries I, I don't think we'll do it I'm worried that we won't get Europe 
And this might sound controversial, but if West Ham do not get any European football, I see it as a failure of a season. I see it like we're fouled. Yeah, I mean, mainly because because I ain't one of these people that are going to say, oh, but we had such a great season. No, we were there. We were there the whole season. We've not dropped out the top eight for like ages. We've been right up there. And if we don't get it, it's all down to ourselves. Being 3 0 up against Arsenal, drawing 3 0, mm-hmm. nearly throwing away the Wolves and Leicester game. You know, all right, yeah, these injuries can't be helped. And it's our key players that we've lost these injuries to. Like Antonio. If we had Antonio against Chelsea on Saturday, mate, we would have won that game. I didn't I mean, see the game. Ne- oh, well, <laughs> the thing is, Chelsea didn't even get out of like second gear. They were just whatever. Werner scores, like they always seem to do against West Ham. Player can't score for seven years. Oh, stick him against West Ham, he get hat-trick. Um, but then, yeah, we were like, we were on top most of the game, but without doing anything. And then you had that really stupid red card where the geezers kicked the ball and then he's followed through and he studied him and he's red carded him. But that's another debate. It's going to be rescinded anyway. But I think, yeah, if we had Antonio... He's just a beast, and he and he he makes defense make mistakes. And yesterday they were comfortable defending. Uh, Saturday Chelsea were just too de- comfortable defending, and we Lingard couldn't do anything. Bowen, he just looks like a chicken running around without an head, for me. <laughs> I I like him, but he's overrated, way overrated. And he just runs around. He doesn't know what he's doing. Four nails again. He's hit and miss, but. I think if it weren't for Jesse Lingard, it would have been over a long time ago. Because yeah, he had I mean, a shot in that game against Chelsea where it just fell and he had like a Chelsea player right in front of him and he just hit it on the R folly. And it was spinning and everything, and it nearly went in. And it's like, I look at that and it gives me confidence for the rest of the game. But if the other players are not picking up, because the last two games, Jesse's had like, I'd say, average games. Like he's not been on the top form like he has been. And we've lost both games. And that's this is my point exactly. Like so, if we don't get top four, I'll be I'll be disappointed because I I felt like we could do it. But if we don't get top six, for me, I'll be annoyed. I'll be I'll be more than annoyed. I'll be pissed off because I feel like we would have fouled the season because we should have we should have we should easily get top six. We were I think it was seven or eight points above Tottenham, and now it's only three or two, whatever it is. Yeah, it's just like how has that happened? Like, I know we had uh, a hard run-in, but we come through that. Yeah, and I, and I mean, like, I think it's this year, like, finish top seven, you'll get, you get in the, if you finish seventh, you'll get the uh, Europa League two or the, whatever they're calling it now, which is like the sort of the, the basic competition where you'll be playing teams from like Azerbaijan and like, who's well, mate, we'll not win it. yeah, that's it. I mean, it's, it's a trophy. Mate, it'll be a European trophy, something that Tottenham's not won. <laughs> we so, have in the sixties, but. Not... I meant for a long time, for a long time. Okay. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I can say that because we won the Cup Winners Cup, like so we're we're we good. We won it back in the day, I believe. So that's yeah, this, fine. This is basically and we won the, the Intertoto Cup. Yeah, I think this is like the basically the new like uh, Intertoto Cup, essentially. But yeah, if you win yeah. this, you get like a you get a spot in like the Europa League next year. So yeah. Still... So that's definitely starting. I think next so. Year. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it is. Okay. Because I. Because you know what I'm worried about, right? That we're going to go on this crazy run. We're going to win our last five games. We're going to finish top four. And then fucking Arsenal are going to win the Europa League. And then we won't get Champions League because Arsenal win the Europa League. 
So yeah. I'm sitting here praying on Thursday, really right out, win that eight nil. <laughs> Arsenal are out, done, good, over, proper. That's both of Later. us, yeah. I, I think Villarreal will turn them over. If they don't, I don't think I don't I think Man United will beat them in the final, so yeah. I'm just I'm just worried that, you know, this for me, for most most points of the season at this point, I'm done. Like as a fan, West Ham are like mid table, or we we just say it survived relegation or whatever. So like I've gone into since the Arsenal game in such like nervous wrecks before the game. And like I think it was the Tottenham game where we beat you and we held on at the end. I collapsed to the floor because I was just like, oh my god, thank God for that. I can't take this. I can't take this anymore. And it's like we've done so well, like we deserve to be in the top four. And to let it go on silly things, like I would I feel like I'd be like heartbroken. But then if we didn't get top six, it would turn to anger. You know? Sorry, I was just doing dinner, dinner. Uh, I'll take a chicken, a chicken korma. No, not a korma, a boona. A boona. Lamb boona, prawn boona. Hey, don't start that shit. I don't look like him. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but no, but no I, honestly, think, I think top I four. Say, I, I think top four, for me, obviously Man United, Man City, they're both in there. It depends on tonight's game. If Leicester win tonight, they've got it. Um, and then, yeah, probably Chelsea. Because Liverpool, I don't know what's going on with them. They're throwing away points left, right and centre. The, the thing is, they, they've won everything in the last few years and there's like, there's no need for them to prove themselves, is there? It's done. You see that with a lot of teams. But then again, I you see, say I, that. But I think it's going to be on the scenes, Bill. I think something's going to be on the scenes. Because I, I don't think Mane, I don't think Mane and Salah get along. If you maybe look at them on the pitch, yeah, maybe they want I just don't think they like each other. I think you're talking about Harry Kane and being an egotistical person that wants everything to be about him. I think Salah's the same, mm. and I think Marnie don't like that. And I, but that's another topic as well. But going on to the top four, yeah, I think West Ham probably just miss out on that. We had to really beat Chelsea on Saturday to have a chance, really, because yeah. we're three points off it now. But with their goal difference, that's theoretically four points. If they lose to Man City and we, we've got Everton that week, that they've got Man City, we've got Everton. So, like, we have to beat Everton. It's at home, so, you know, we beat them at Goodison so we could do it. But then we're only on the same points as them. So, we realistically got to hope that Arsenal do them mm-hmm. away from home. Not going to I mean, <laughs> I can just imagine Arsenal fan minutes. TV. Oh, another lost tie. How are you feeling? And then him going... <laughs> VAR, the referees, da, 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 da. mate. Honestly, uh, but yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. I'm just praying for top six. I want Tottenham to go away because they're trying to sneak in top six now. I'm not having that. No, go we won't. away, Tottenham. We're, we'll, if we finish seventh, I'll be happy with that. We we'll get this like Europa League two thing, win that competition, hopefully have a decent manager because I don't. We struggled against Southampton in Mason's first game. We were awful in the first half, like awful. And then he he must have said something at halftime, or someone said something at halftime, and it sort of give them a job. Harry, Harry Kane probably said something, and then Mason translated it. Because did you watch that uh, Amazon thing for for Tottenham? The the no no. Do you know what? I I purposely not watched it because I was like, this is going to be awful. I'm not going to oh, watch this mate, rubbish. Kane Kane does a speech and like not. It looks like they can't understand him, and people just take the mick out of it all the time. And I just think like. Personally, I can just leave it alone, but people always say things like that all the time. And she's like, Yeah, you see it all the time, then you're on like the memes and stuff. But yeah, I don't know. I, I think, yeah, like you said, 
with with Ryan Mason in charge, like even if he's got back on from like Chris Powell and stuff, he hasn't really got a philosophy. He's not really had a lot of coaching experience. It's a big it's a big ask, and like he's got he's got a few more games left. You know, he's managed his boyhood club. You know, good luck to him. Like you know, it's great, but we need we need someone even as caretaker who was uh, who is much better. Mm. I think I think for you, you need to get someone in that's got a, a philosophy, someone that knows how they play, knows what they want and plays to that. Because if you don't and you get in another, like, this is what I mean. And I, I see it a lot in football nowadays is that people jump the gun straight away. We want this, we want that, we want this, we want that. But then you don't think yeah. about it realistically. So like, okay, some people moan when Sam Allardyce comes in, right? Yeah. But he's got a way of playing. And yeah nine times out of ten, it will work for what he's brought in to do. It's mm-hmm. not worked this time, we'll respond, but that's because they were doomed anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you look at you look at Moyes. He didn't really do anything the first time with West Ham, but he came in, the sec- he kept us up and then the second time he comes in, keeps us up again, second season, gets us playing the way he believes in and look at us. But now, I think if we're on our game, we could be anyone on the break. Like our counter attack is sick. Jesse, Antonio, you know, even Declan Rice with like runs that he did against Arsenal, for example. Yeah. It's craziness. If Moyes gets West Ham in the top four, my original thought was if he gets West Ham in the top four and won the FA Cup, he would go down as one of West Ham's top three managers ever. Obviously, yeah. he can't win the FA Cup anymore. If he gets us into the top four, I think personally for me, Moyes has got to go down as at least top five West Ham managers ever. Because yeah, I think especially in the current Fundamentally, you know, we, 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 we really liked Harry Redknapp and we really liked, you know, um, what's his name? Like, you know, the, the Greenwoods and the Lyles and everything. Mm-hmm. The old day ones, right? But he would have got us into something that we've never done before in that top four. And if he, if he does that, for me, you've got to put your hands on and say, you know what? And and I, then you start worrying that he's not signed a contract. What the hell? Celtic still, have they got a manager yet? I don't no, know. No. And That's he's a, a boy. If he takes, I know, I know he's Scottish, but. Mate, it's a step back. That is what I was going to say to you earlier on about the Champions League when you said about um, giving the bigger leagues, bigger, uh, more qualifying places. Doesn't whoever wins the Scottish League have to qualify still? Yeah, they go through like the Champions Path qualifying and they normally get beat by like Dynamo Zagreb or someone. That's bull crap. The the Champions League was originally made for the champions of all the leagues. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I guess we have to see how it goes, really. I'm just praying that West Ham get in the top four. I mean, it could happen. It, it it genuinely could happen. Like the points are there. Your, your destiny's in your own hands. You never know. Like you know, you, if you win all your remaining games, you've done what you can. If you don't finish there, you should finish in a Europa League place. But the thing is, last well, time you got it. last time you got a Europa League place, you got knocked out by a Romanian team in the qualifiers. Fucking go go! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> two years in a row, mate. Two yeah. years in a row, they knocked us out. Two years. <laughs> <laughs> and I went to one of the games as well. Yeah. Jesus. And you had that Ecuadorian donkey up. <laughs> was it Enna Valencia? I just remember Mate, the video. 
he was a decent player, but I remember the video of the guy it was like, we lost against like Aston Google and we had this Ecuadorian donkey up front and Andy Carroll. <laughs> oh, mate, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, this is it. This is what I'm saying. I've seen, in my lifetime, I've seen West Ham get into Europe three times. Mm-hmm. And actually just saying that now, I was like, whoa, actually, three times, that's not quite bad. But bad. we've never got through the qualifying stages. <laughs> the first time was when we had Carlos Tevez. Oh, yeah, I think that. we got it because we got to the FA Cup. Final, yeah, we lost the lost. FA Cup to Liverpool. Mate, I was there for that. Oh, Darren, Gerard. Oh. I went to it. Tevez was playing and we lost to, um, is it Palmo? Palmo? Palmo, the oh, Italian Palermo. team. Palermo, yeah. yeah. We, lost, we lost to them. And then the, the next two times were against Ashton Gugu or whatever the name was. Yeah. Yeah, but Palermo nice. back then they had a good team. I think they had like Cavani, Dybala. Like they had a few. They had a good. They were a good side. But Astagoo. To be honest with you, I can't remember if if Dybala was playing when I saw it, when when I went to that. All I know is that Tevez was in the team. Yeah, I, I mean he might he might have, might not, but yeah, they had a good team. They were they're a solid team back in the day mm. with, their, with their pink kits. Yeah, well, no wrong with pink, mate. No, no, definitely not. Iconic kit. Uh, Oh, yeah, well. Yeah, so. Ready to wrap up, if you are? Yeah, yeah, that's good. Cool. So, we'll probably be back to do another podcast on Friday, maybe? Yeah, Friday. Friday's good. Yeah, Friday's good. Cool, cool. So, yeah, if there is anyone watching or listening, you know, this is a new thing. We've only just started it. So, it's Over the Bar podcast. We went for, like, a footballing name, you know. And we, we wanted to get Billy's football history and, you know, where all these shots used to go over the bar. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, I was definitely better in between the sticks than out on pitch. So, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, you know, we were both quite good in goal. One thing before we do go, what do you think about all these protests that are going on with the, the, the football? Oh, what, the, the Super League one? Yeah. About the owners? They ain't going to change anything. Why would the owners sell the club? The only thing is, like, they're the same people that I, protest. They're the same people that buy season tickets and buy stuff, pluff, yeah. like buy stuff from the club store. So, I I, I totally agree with what they're doing, hmm. but I look at the Arsenal one in particular, and the only thing that comes to my mind when I was watching that protest in particular was COVID. Yeah, you got that as well. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, I was like, what? And then you're watching all the Arsenal. Um, that's people that are on like Arsenal fan TV and stuff and they're live streaming and whatever and you've got people that have not got masks on and they're shouting in top of each other's face and I'm like this is going to go out to the world and you're going to instead of getting your point across you're going to people are going to mention COVID instead but not yeah. one person's mentioned it it's no it's gone under the radar I know, and everyone's like, oh, these protests are so good. It's just a narrative, isn't it? It's like what the narrative is, and right yeah. now it's about getting the owners out, and it's a juicy story, so it's, yeah. let's not mention that they broke COVID rules. Let's just talk about this and all this stuff that's going on. I'm just like, oh, man. Honestly. Yeah, I know what it is. They get more clicks on the website if they say, you know, Arsenal fans want the owners out rather than Arsenal fans break COVID rules. So Yeah, true. It is, get more coverage. Well, on Boris businesses. broke the COVID rules to go see her family members. She gets yeah. penalised with a £200 fine, but let's not bother with that. Yeah. <laughs> if we talk about COVID, I'll be here all day. <laughs> yeah, that's a different, different topic. <laughs> but yeah, so, well, this has been good, Bill. I've enjoyed catching up with you and yeah, look forward to doing more. Yeah, I'll and send you I the... everyone. 
as I said, I hope everyone enjoys what they've listened to. And yeah, go from there. Cool. Well, yeah, I'll see you again on Friday. You will do. See you later. See you later.